Welcome and bienvenue to a Fantasy Tools pod special. In this edition, we discuss Solo for the first segment, and then we talk about Westworld and our impressions from episode 2-6 in the second half. Hope you enjoy. So we saw Solo. Uh, first time that we have required ourselves to get to a theater in the course of a week. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Well, I think there was uh, some bringer line that was like, there needs to be some stand-up doubles in the midst of all the all the home runs from Star Wars. And it sounds about right with uh, the solo <laughs> This movie. was absolutely a stand-up double. Um, nothing wrong with it. Just, you know, no drama. It's a good, solid movie. Clearly, clearly some... I eyebrow-raising moments, and I'm not even talking about the last five minutes of the movie, um, clearly some eyebrow-raising moments, like Proxima. Yep. <laughs> um, and, like, random celestial beings um, that really didn't do anything. <sighs> do, um, yes, that's very true. Uh, it would be really easy to talk about some of the, the big-picture things, so so let's, uh, let's, do, let's do a little minutia first here. Yeah. Um, I was pretty, like, how'd you feel about the fact that they just turned those dice into a total totem? Ugh, I knew it. I, I, I knew it in the, um, episode eight. When I watched that, I was like, oh, this is gonna, this is yeah. for the solo movie. They're gonna show yep. up in the solo movie. They really movie. framed that. Like, come on, you guys. We don't, we don't need this. Hadn't noticed it ever in the first like what, three what movies. Is, uh... I, I don't understand the point of it. Like, it didn't add anything to the movie from a cinematic point, from a cinematic view. And it's kind of disrespectful that's exactly, to Leia. That's exactly my next point. Like, it doesn't add anything. So, like, so the idea is that even at episode eight, he's still obsessed with Kira? Yeah. Okay. Are we going to find out that, like, Kira comes back in episode nine? Like, horribly aged Amelia Clark? <laughs> No, I mean, I think that we have some some idea that she might be force sensitive, so she might be coming back and Amelia Clark looking like she has an age today. She's not force sensitive. Yeah. No way. But like, could she be? No. Why not? I'm telling you, she's not. This is gonna be. This is like. This is gonna be our longest to resolve bet box <laughs> ever. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, that's over under on uh, Medichlorians. Set it at a thousand. <laughs> yes, definitely on the scale. It's okay. Um, what What do you think about this foray into the expanded universe? I mean, you. I know that you're a big expanded. You were a big expanded universe guy, and now you know it was shrunk very rapidly when disney bought it and now it's slowly mm. starting to grow again and you're seeing the things that they decided to keep how do you feel or edit um yes i think i i already sent you a text yep. about the black sun yep i it just annoys me at how they're like trying to do some fan service but not really do it correctly it's like just Pay off the author who came up with the Black Sun. Just give him a $5,000 check and say, we're going to call it the Black Sun. And he is going to like have the sweetest orgasm that he's had in 30 years. 
Yeah, um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make sense why you get rid of some of those things. Like, I guess, I guess, right now, I'm not confident enough in the stewardship of Disney building out the building out the expanded universe. Uh, Ryan Johnson, definitely not. Yeah, no, that that's. This is a real problem is that there's needs to be someone at the helm who says like this can be in this cannot be in which George Lucas unfortunately did not do but his fans in the publishing companies were pretty diligent and um, were able to shepherd that kind of you know crowdsourced it together yeah but now it's really an oligarchy and that's that's not good because JJ doesn't have control did not have control over ryan johnson in that movie right and which is which is like i mean not to spend too much time talking about 789 but you know now what do you now he's sort of stuck cleaning up pieces for episode nine or, or trying to explain shit. yeah yeah and and i, no, exactly. I sort of feel like a lot of the same thing happened in solo like they sort of the can of worms got opened that's up right. they sort of thought about where things could go in the future but they there's still clearly a We'll figure this out when we get there. Sense in the movie, yeah, because we we already had this debate a little bit whether this movie was probably like ten BBY. Yeah, um, BBY is before Battle of yeah. Yavin, right? Um, so ten years BBY. I mean that, and you have kind of a hard cap at Rogue One. So they just open up a can of worms of what could happen in this ten year period, essentially. Completely agree, and they've they've tried to feed in as many characters as they possibly could. I mean, honestly, I guess you need Lando to get the Millennium Falcon. Like, if you want to answer that question in a young Han Solo movie, you need Lando in it. But now I feel like they've just tried. They're just going to shoehorn a Lando movie in there somewhere. I would not be opposed to that. I think. I wanted to see a Lando movie before I wanted to see a Han Solo movie. How does Lando get Cloud City? How does Lando develop his love for Colt 45? Like, all these things. <laughs> all these questions <laughs> need answering. The Battle of Kenev, when is, when is that? Sometime that the movies start making money again. I mean, Solo didn't make that much money, so they're not going to fork oh, really? out for a giant battle movie. Well, maybe they shouldn't fire the directors in the midst of production totally agree i mean i i would have been way happier with another rogue one gritty movie than this a little bit more polished ron howard look yeah yeah. of course ron howard's brother was in it yeah obviously but it was it was supposed to be i mean bringing ron howard on was supposed to be like uh bringing george you know george lucas proxy back right because they're so they're so related that it was supposed to just make all of that work um and maybe it did and that's why we don't like it because it has a little bit too much george lucas in it but not quite enough (laughs) well it's like i mean it has sort of the same problems as episodes one two and three where it's like trying to explain too many things (laughs) like i don't need to know where his name came from why I I kind of like you? that. I was okay like, with that. On. This is the thing: is it will go through. Yeah, exactly. There are like twenty or thirty things like that that happen. Where it's like you'll be like, ah, I kind of like that. I'll be like, no, that was horrible. Yes. And then the okay. next thing, it'll be like, we'll flip. 
because it's just like a waste of time. All right, let's get to the really important question here. Yeah. Burnett Amelia Clark. Still pretty good. Yes? No? Agreed. Yeah. Um liked liked the look early in the movie better than late in the movie. Yeah, she kind of disappeared when she was in the kind of uh western fatigues. Yeah. And Khaleesi shouldn't disappear. Do you think that the only way that they got her to sign on was giving her the the future of the franchise? <laughs> It's like you will have a 30 second scene that will we will gauge audience response but will probably mean that you're in at least two more movies. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I should have should feel like I maybe should have seen that coming. Like, how do we get this massive nerd icon into our movie? Oh, we'll just promise her like another massive nerd following. Like now you're going to yeah. have all <laughs> You're gonna uh, get another ten years the Game of Thrones of nerds, teenage boys, and um, you know, do you think that she's extra mad at her agent that she did all those nude scenes early on now? Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was, if I was her, and like, oh, you're you're not you're gonna make another massive career out of a nerd thing? I'd be so mad. But at the same time, I think she's probably like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gonna happen. I, I've appreciated. I've wa- I watched some of her like her press tour interviews for this, and they're uh-huh. actually pretty good. Yeah, she seems like someone. She, I mean, she honestly seems like someone that we would have like known. Let's just say she does much better on these than Young Han did. Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And uh, Woody Harrelson and uh, everybody else. Donald Glover was. I, I would. I would have liked to have seen Fandy Newton on this, on the tour. Who? Maeve. Oh, right. Maeve. Yeah. Westworld, but shows you the the extent of how big Game of Thrones has gotten versus Westworld. But Westworld, you know, could, could James Marsden could have a renaissance. What if Amelia Clark gets into Westworld? No. What if she's cast in Young Aragorn? Yes. <laughs> what if What if she just ends up in every major nerd item, <laughs> like Marvel Universe? Yes. Oh, she definitely has to appear in the Marvel Universe. She could do. She that. easily could do that. Easily. What am I missing then? Oh, this DC? just turned into wild Emilio Clark speculation. But yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's get it back. Let's get it back in here. So, did you like Lando? Do you like Donald Glover as, as Lando? I was like 90% of the way there. Are you... The other 10% was like really annoyed that he was fake. <laughs> he he played he played the role as only Donald Glover could. Yeah. Like the the yes. problem was there was there was you could still see that Donald Glover was there, but maybe that's what makes him so Lando because you could still see Billy D. Williams in. You could still see Billy D. Williams, right? The question is whether Donald Glover could age into Billy D. Williams, <laughs> which Donald Glover is not suave enough for that. Not a chance. What did Billy D. Williams even do when he was young? Like, Knife. like what? What did actual actor Billy D. Williams do before he got cast? 
How old is he in Star Wars? He can't actually be that old. He was 43. Really? Huh. When, um... 43 when when uh empire strikes back came out wow which is to say so let's just assume that it's like that's 15 years before donald glover is essentially our age <laughs> slightly older than us so right it checks out ish billy d williams wow. yeah i wanted to like it and uh, there are parts of it where it's like, ooh, he's really doing it, doing it well. And then all of a sudden they'd make a look and it'd be like, Chad isn't even real. <laughs> I have to say that this tells you something, what what really they should have done, I think, given all of the debates that we've had about different characters. They just needed to make a Chewbacca movie. They, a Chewbacca movie would be great. Chewbacca, no problems with Translated Chewbacca. perfectly. Yeah, Chewbacca might have been, you know, the most faithful character in the entire story. And that was a great introduction. Absolutely. Loved that introduction of Chewbacca. This really, I mean, are you annoyed now that there's another loose end to figure out how he, how he goes from episode three to solo? No, I don't want to. I don't want Are to. Are you annoyed that, out. that now they said that he's 190, so you know that there's like 10 movies that can be made of his early life? You know, I think it was um, Lucas said 10 years ago ish, said like, if we ever do another movie, or it was like somewhere, maybe a little bit, maybe like a dozen years ago, <clears throat> said if I ever did another movie, it would probably be uh, Yoda, like early Yoda movie. And it, and I remember thinking to myself, like, yeah, that'd be so far in the past that, like, you couldn't really fuck up the storylines. That's lines, so true. But he would somehow. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> C-3PO was actually made by Yoda. <laughs> Yoda and Chewbacca's <laughs> first meeting would be a good movie. That would be fun. That might, that might be yeah. a workable movie. Um, did not need the even the slightest hint of the love interest for Chewbacca like totally out on that oh no did not like, like what that. is this okay so all right i did find something to complain about no Chewbacca. i don't know why an extra from the planet of the apes ended up on the star wars set. yeah it was a horrible wookie look all right this was a lot of complaining actually but i was i was fairly happy with it i was as well no, this is this is the amount of complaining that you'd get from a Star Wars movie that's accepted by the people. <laughs> that's exactly right. This is this is similar to what our uh, episodes two and three discussions would sound like. I think. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> maybe next week. Maybe we'll find out. All right. Out. So now now we're gonna now we're gonna talk about it. Now we're gonna talk about it. The Phantom Menace in the room. You you were so mad when I shared the the new canon material with you. I knew that <laughs> I, I knew that they had said that the rebels and clone wars material was going to be. Canon. I am viscerally. And I didn't think to myself that it would matter, I am, and now it does. I'm viscerally angry every time I see a clip from them. 100% agree. 100%. I just, it, it hurts me to look at them. But now we have to watch them. No, 
I'm just going to try and find like the So that brings us play. to next week's movie, <laughs> Clone Wars Season 1. Oh, please, no. Um, Darth Maul is an iconic character, and Disney definitely looked around and was like criminally underutilized. They ran a clustering analysis. Absolutely. said, there's a big cluster here that's vacant. Yeah. Except for this little fan. Nobody's menace. out here for young Count Dooku. But no. everybody is here for anything else they can get on Darth Maul. I mean, we have young Count Dooku. <laughs> We've all seen the man with the golden gun. <laughs> it's true. We do have young Scarmanga. Count Dooku. Nick Nack. Tabasco. I, uh, I I actually I I don't I would rather have seen the seen the young Darth Maul than like this time period of Half Darth, of Maul. Darth Maul. Like I I just this this gets back to our other conversation about like I don't like the density with which they're now going to try to pack in movies into the timeline. Yeah, I was just looking to see if I had the book that there's a book doesn't exist anymore in terms of the expanded universe but there's a book that they crammed in between episode five and six which is like mm-hmm. one of the best extended universe star wars ones which was all about the black sun so but now we're gonna be in this 10-year period between um the solo movie and i just Rogue worry one. that they're gonna screw it up and I just worry that they're going to try to age Ewan McGregor and have him play a role. He's already 15 years old. Yeah, but he's a long way from Alec Guinness. <laughs> like, yes, I agree that he's 15 years older, but <laughs> Alec, like, there's already enough of a debate of, like, how do you age as much in 30 years as Ewan McGregor does to episode four with Alec Guinness? <laughs> right like hmm <laughs> wait i want to go through these ages because i bet you that they're not going to be that far no off. i've so i've was... looked at them they're pretty far off so like, alec guinness they're more than 10 years off 63 okay i uh, yeah and obi-wan is 20 63 supposed to be 20 what in in episodes in episode oh in episode I guess in episode one. one. So so let's give him ten more years. So you're all right. So actually maybe it does work out. But Alec Guinness, I don't know, that's not a great looking sixty three. That's not a young sixty three. That's not a young sixty that's the problem, is like Alec Guinness was an old looking sixty three. I was just gonna mention that um so Ewan McGregor is coming up on what is that? Forty-seven. Yeah. Sure, but there's there's no freaking way that he looks like Alec Guinness in ten years. No. No. So even even if you wait in fifteen years, he's not going to look like. Alec even if Guinness. you wait ten years to <laughs> to do that to make that movie, like what do you do? So they're going to have to tell him just stop with all and. Any um, look alterations, just age. Just go sit in the desert for 10 years. I mean, for five years. Well, he, can, years. he can really get into the role that way. You know, it's definite yeah. method acting. 
He apparently really does want to come back, though, which is which is fun. Sure, but like that's actually the one thing in Star Wars that's well figured out. Like, what did he do? He just went and sat on Tatooine, <laughs> like so much so to the point where the new canon had to make things come to Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> Like, had to arbitrarily make Maul go to Tatooine to fight him. God. Ugh, this is just making me upset. I know. You want to swing right into Westworld? They they have some pretty futuristic power power tools. Oh my gosh, that was a... This is like a, just the thing that he can just like handhold around and it shoots like at least eight inch bolts. Boom, boom, (laughs) boom. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a usual nail gun. Those things are like those tiny. Yeah, exactly. That was that was my thought too. Like, I think I know brands. where they're going with this, but with that tool. Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. It's like that's gonna be that's so silly. And then boosh, boosh. That was great. How did you um, did you see Maeve any differently? Not to spoil anything on the Star Wars front. Um, no, because her character was entirely pointless in Star Wars. <laughs> that that is that is definitely accurate. But it is funny to kind of see her um see her like back in a way. Um from the Star Wars side of things, where it's like, okay, she's a really, really tiny character in the movie, to like, boom, okay, she's back. She's the main, like, person of interest in this season of a show. Really shows you the difference between uh, movie stars and TV stars, I guess? Even in this era? Uh, yeah, with the, the notable exception of Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> all right we're getting too close to solo talk <laughs> yeah yes what yes i think we are okay pull back one one little little last piece uh i don't want to spoil too much we got it we got one complaint uh this last week um the cradle so i like was watching it and it was like wait the cradle. Why don't I remember that place? Why don't I remember that place? Because I I was convinced I was it was a, a spot that I was supposed to remember, uh-huh. and so then I was really surprised when they just go into this crazy server thing. farm. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, I was pretty into that. And the signature box would go here. <laughs> A little, little Silicon Valley, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, imagine the amount of data in that room. Yeah, and um, I mean, obviously they they presumably set the theory world afoot with Bernard just tromping around in there. Yeah, literally tromping around in there. Yeah. And wouldn't wouldn't that be a weird um sort of like Neo in the Matrix, right? Just like all of a sudden you're like you can do anything, 
everything. Well, I, I mean, there's there's no when guarantee. you walk in there, you're stepping into in the like three dimensional world, not in. I, I mean, yeah, but there, there's no guarantee that that's directions. true. I mean, for for normal people, I guess. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe I guess your your statement about Neo is very accurate. So, like, Ford could presumably be a Neo in there. What? <laughs> but Ford, yeah. Ford was Neo in the real world. So, like, you know, with everything except for physics. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is the. Um... Okay, well, this is probably going to have to get cut because we're going to go way too deep here quickly. But um, So what we're kind of led to believe is that um, Ed Harris's father-in-law, mm-hmm. they were able to capture his being mm-hmm. into one of those Orby things. But every time they try to put the Orby thing into a host, the host starts to break down because it can't the brainy thing and the host can't like quite function. Right. So we're led to believe then this brainy thing happened with Ford, like right at the very end of Ford's existence in this plane. Yes. I mean, we're also led to believe early in the episode that that happened to Arnold as well. When Dolores says, you know, why are you doing this? Fidelity. Which is what William says to Delos. When he's he's interviewing him. You're right. So the question is, who who dispatched Dolores to do this? Is it Arnold who's dispatched Dolores to recreate his identity? Or is it Ford set that up? Or is it William? Right. I mean, it could be any one of the three of them that could that, be that put this yeah. plan in motion. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't really even thought about that because I had already gotten this idea of what Bernard was. Wow. Wow. Wait, wow. 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 But that was pretty intense. That it's clear that Dolores is holding the uh, is holding more chips than we were led to believe. This was the best Dolores episode of the season. Card right here. <laughs> this was the best Dolores episode of the season, which is not saying it, much. It was, but yeah, and she was not present in most of it. That's exactly right. Another reason it was the yeah. best Dolores episode of the season. Yeah, absolutely. We are dancing around solo, though. Yeah, just don't, just don't touch it yet. Don't so touch much. It yet. Ooh, don't touch. Don't touch. Don't pick at it. Please don't pick at it. 